Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Oh, one-handed grab by Brandon Marshall. Spectacular. All right, emergency situation. Brandon Marshall, according to all reports, is signed with the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think anything yet official from the, the team, but uh, again, all the reports saying that Brandon Marshall, 34-year-old wide receiver, is signed. We only go one place for our Brandon Marshall and Seattle Seahawks news. Oh, yeah. And it's on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Joining us right now, hopefully from a golf course or a driving range, is our very own Curtis Crabtree. Hi, Curtis. What's going on, Jason? All right, uh, you see, you're, stop being so serious. Egan's here. Yeah. I've just... golfed with him once, and he was very good. Oh, now this guy, this guy can pound it. Yeah, this guy is a stick, right? But here. he's very serious on the golf. Always course, very too. serious. It was. Did he talk any about his swing plane at all? Like it's a little off, a little too high, coming a little too shallow. I don't know. I was busy dropping balls and helping you're... my swing. <laughs> <laughs> a little foot wedge out of the out of the uh, out of the rough. Uh, what do you make of the news, Curtis? Again, Brandon Marshall, according to all reports, is signed with the Seattle Seahawks. A one-year deal, uh, 34 years of age. Certainly, the best his best play is behind him. Um, but uh, what do you make of the signing today? Yeah, I mean, I can confirm that it's expected to happen. Uh, hasn't just yet, but is in the process of of happening. So um, we can expect that to come to fruition at some point this week, assuming everything gets uh, dotted and crossed and all of that. So. Um, it's interesting for sure. Uh, we don't know exactly what type of player he's going to be coming off an ankle injury last season that ended this year after only five games. Um, and the question is, you know, can he be a contributor as a veteran or is he going to be Terrell Owens part two where he comes in, doesn't make the team out of training camp, and it's a, you know, a very brief stay in Seattle. It's tough to say. Um, just a couple of years ago, he had a tremendous year with the Jets, you know, 1,500 receiving yards. Um, and all of that, and it was you know off to a decent start with uh, the Giants last year. Had 18 catches through five games, um, but obviously the injury ended his season. So um, it's tough to say exactly where he's going to be right now. But it's pretty clear from the types of receivers that they were looking at on the free agent market in Jerron Brown and Marshall and Jordy Nelson uh, and Terrell Pryor. They were looking at receivers that were a little bit bigger in size, and so this kind of fills a fills a need that they've uh, pretty clearly seemed to try to pursue this offseason. I was going to say that, Curtis. What does this say about the current uh, Seahawks roster with the wide receiving core, that they're in a little trouble or they're in search of some more names? Well, clearly they're still looking to augment it a little bit and see what can kind of come around. Um, You know, they're probably only going to keep five or six receivers at the end of the day. That's typically about the number that they keep. Six is pretty standard for what they do at the end of the day. So when it comes down to it, you know, you'll have Doug Baldwin and, and Tyler Lockett pretty securely on the roster. Um, you know, then you have last year's picks and Amara Darbo and David Moore. How do they fit in? Marcus Johnson, who they got in the Michael Bennett trade. How does he kind of fit into the equation? Um, the addition of uh, Marshall will obviously be there as well. Jerron Brown, who they did sign already. There's, there's some guys there and somebody's not going to have a chair when the music stops. Um, and exactly how that's going to end up playing out at the end of training camp, we'll have to wait and see. But there's definitely a possibility there that uh, one or more of those guys could, could ultimately not find their way out of the roster at the end of camp. Again, Curtis, Curtis Crabtree joining us uh, here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, our Seahawks uh, reporter here at 950KJR. Catch all his work up at sportsradiokjr.com. And give him a follow if you're not doing already, at Curtis underscore Crabtree for the very latest on the Seahawks and also the uh, the Mariners. 
you can make two arguments here, I, I guess, Curtis. One, it, it's a one-year deal. If I'm, if I'm seeing the, the reports and if they are correct, it doesn't seem like they're spending all that much money. seems like if it doesn't work out in camp, you could cut them without really uh, being hurt at all with the salary cap uh, with him. And so why not take a flyer on someone like Brandon Marshall? The other side would be, this guy's done. He's not going to offer you anything at all. Why even bring him in here? Uh, when it's going to be really an uphill battle for him to make the team try and go younger. Obviously, if there was a younger guy out there who was six foot four, two hundred and twenty odd pounds, uh, they would try and sign that guy. Uh, which side do you fall on? Well, I mean, it, dep- it depends. Obviously, if you get the 2015 version of Brandon Marshall, you'd be ecstatic. Um, obviously, uh, it would give them a size receiver that they don't particularly have at the moment, and. Um, there's still a lot of youth on this roster. Once you get beyond Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, it's not like uh, the group behind them have all that much experience. Jerron Brown obviously does with Arizona, but not with the Seahawks himself. Um, the group behind that's quite quite young and unproven, you know, with Darbo and Johnson and McAvoy and, and, and David Moore and all the like. So, I mean, there's a reason to go out there and, and kick tires on it. I mean, just from how long Marshall's been in the league, his minimum salary was going to be just a tick over a million dollars as it is. That's a league minimum for a player of his uh, his age uh, in the league. So with the deal being reported, max value of $2 million, its incentives are hit. You, you could basically read it as being minimum a league minimum contract or a little bit more than that. Um, so they're clearly not investing much in it. You know, probably not much guaranteed money, if any, so it makes it really easy to get out of it. Um, if he's not able to contribute to you at the end of the year. But it's pretty clear that this is a guy Seattle's had interest in for quite a long time. Remember, Seattle visited with him back in 2010 when Pete Carroll was first here when he was a restricted free agent with the Denver Broncos. Um, Ultimately, he got signed his tender and got traded to Miami at that point in time. But uh, Marshall had interest in Seattle. Seattle had interest in Marshall. And now we're obviously eight years down the road from that. But it's a guy that they've at least been intrigued by by seemingly their entire tenure in, in, in town. So uh, now he gets a chance to actually make it to Seattle and see if uh, he's got much left. Curtis, with the knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he got the float plane treatment. I think he came to the VMAC yeah. via a float plane, and they brought him on the dock. I remember that story. That is true. Well, I think him and him and Hushmanzada kind of got yep. that treatment over there over those two years. So and Hushmanzada worked out great. Great signing. The... Uh, he is not without controversy. And now the, the, those in the pro-Marshall camp will say, if I did it, and I just did it, Brandon Marshall problems. The first thing that comes up is a detailed timeline of Brandon Marshall's problems in the NFL. Now, it's been a few years, but he is not. So for the, those who are pro-Marshall, will say, well, that was in the past. He's become a better. He's spoken out against mental uh, uh, mental uh, healthness now because because he's had his issues with mental problems, and he has come out as an advocate for hey talking about it, doing something about it, and I think he should be given credit for doing that. But he is not without controversy even in his last stops. He had issues. I mean, there are some people who in Chicago he had a a locker room a tirade in Chicago that they some will say who cover the Bears that led to Mark Tressman losing the locker room, thus losing his job. And then, and then there was an incident not uh, two years ago in the Jets locker room, where former Seahawks Sheldon Richardson said, when they asked him about, you know, getting, you know, about the locker room, and he said the the locker room's easier to get along with now. And they asked him why, and he goes, "Well, I'll give you 15 reasons why." 
And that's because Brandon Marshall wore 15, that there was an issue in the Jets locker room. And I guess I just find it curious with the guy that has had such an issue with locker rooms and teammates and authority. This seems like an organization that just kind of, whether you believe it or not, purged themselves of people like this. And then they just brought in a guy who might be the president of locker room distractions into their locker room. Yeah, the one flip side is is that they can pull the plug on it true. pretty quickly and at any time that they see <laughs> see That's fit. True. So um, he's far less, uh, you know, relied upon on this roster than he was in Chicago, than he was on the on those Jets teams. I mean, when he was saying that stuff with the Jets, like, it's, like I said, he was coming off a 1,500-yard, 14-touchdown season, I believe, or he was in the midst of that season one or the other. If you're putting up that kind of production, you're a little bit more stable in what you're able to, to say and influence in a locker room. And um, obviously – we don't expect that to be the case this year. Now, if it was, they'd be pretty thrilled with the production, and I think everything would probably go pretty smoothly, but certainly it is one thing to keep an eye on for sure. Media uh, invited to OTAs tomorrow. Curtis, uh, any other big storylines you'll be keeping an eye on this week over there? Basically, Egan's fishing for stories, so he can just tag along. Can you just tell me out with my job? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know... There, there's not who, who are you interviewing tomorrow, <laughs> Curtis? What's your angle, and uh, why are you why are you going that angle? Just tell me, just off the off. The well, road. I mean, we've been hearing a lot with with Earl, obviously, and now Frank Frank Clark is another name coming out. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Frank's there or not, or if he's one of the guys that's going to kind of voluntarily stay away. I mean, I, I understand Frank not being there as well, and the fact that he's about to enter the final year of his rookie contract, uh, and is the without doubt, the primary pass rusher on the roster right now. So he certainly does have some clout to him and wanting to make sure he can get to the get to the regular season healthy and not have any of these silly non-contact ACL injuries in the offseason and just deciding he's better off waiting until training camp begins to show up. It wouldn't surprise me if that's kind of his thought process at this point in the time. At this point in time, and I wouldn't read too much into it if that's the case. But certainly to see if, see if he's there tomorrow, I, I don't know if he will be or not. Um, Again, these practices are so so watered down. It's tough to get much of a you know analytical read on everything and how guys are going. I don't look into rotations or mm-hmm. how the, the guys are. I just don't think you can get anything out of that at this point in time. It's mainly mainly just kind of see how guys kind of fit in and move around and get a you know your eye test for them. But that's about it. So. Well, we'll kind of have to see how these last couple of OTAs go, but you know, getting in, getting into the veteran mini camp and then training camps obviously got to carry a whole lot more more I, clout. I, I don't know if if you if you're like this way, and I know Egan, you're not. I mean, I, I don't get the everyone getting worked up over a voluntary workout. No. I, I just I don't know. Am I missing something, Curtis? No, no, you're not. I mean, it's, it's a voluntary workout. Um, <laughs> most of the teams there, a couple guys not being there is no big deal. I got to lose sleep. And, and rant and rave on the radio about guys missing a voluntary workout. It's voluntary. I mean, it's it's in there. Voluntary workout. He misses mini camp or he misses training camp. Okay, then you got a story then, 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 at that yeah. point. But right now, no, it's nothing. I mean, my God, Let's find something else to talk about. Like great <laughs> well, places to go for Memorial Day in like, Packwood or the Mariners. Or the Mariners. Well. I don't know. You got a red hot baseball team. Talk about them. By the way, Curtis is everywhere. Well, I, I'm in the King yeah. Five Sports Department oh, bucket, and and there's there's Curtis interviewing the Mariners, and he's with the Seahawks producer. Goes, is that guy ever get a day off? Uh, he doesn't. We work him like it's the hardest working people in this town. You and and Curtis. Well, I got. I had five days off. I was in Tri Cities, Packwood. Curtis loves this though, don't you, Curtis? 
Yeah, it's 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 good for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you sounded like the alternative. <laughs> be washing dishes, digging ditches. You sound about as excited as the Houston Rockets uh, introduction guy last night. Did you guys hear that when he was introducing the players? I did not for the Warriors. How do you go from the Golden Knights intro to that intro? The, by the way, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, when he introduced the Warriors, like. Edgar, he, this was he was like Edgar Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry point guard, uh, Kevin Durant out of Texas, and head coach Steve Kerr. <laughs> that was his introductions <laughs> last night. All right, Curtis, we'll, we'll cut you loose, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can uh, read Curtis's story about Brandon Marshall right now at SportsRadioKJR.com. All right, my friend, we'll we'll talk to you down the road. All right, see you guys. There he is, uh, Curtis Crabtree. Follow him on Twitter at Curtis underscore uh, Crabtree. Is he again, the best uh, uh, media goal? 